agree on earth concerning anything that they ask, it will be done for them by my Father in heaven. Isn't it amazing that Jesus said that? Because he knew that he wasn't going to have to come through on anything because two people can't agree on anything at any time. <laughs> so he's like, this will never happen. <laughs> the word agree here in the passage comes from a Greek word which the original scriptures, uh, the New Testament written in, I don't know how to pronounce it, but it's symphonio, S-U-M-P-H-O-N-E-O. And it's where we get our English word, symphony. That's where the word comes from. So the word agree there, where it says, Jesus, where two of you agree, that word there is where we get our word symphony. It means to be in harmony, to be harmonious. It doesn't just mean, okay, yeah, yeah, we're agreeing on this. It means to be aligned, to be working together, to be creating something uh, out of the individual parts. It's far greater. Um, so it's, it's, it's agreement. There's power when we are united. There is spiritual power that is released when people are in agreement, whether that be in a marriage, whether that be in a relationship, whether that be in a church, whether it be in a business. There's power when there's symphony, when there's agreement. It creates something far more magnificent than the individual instruments playing when they all play together on the same song sheet creates a much more magnificent um, sound. So there's power. I'm not just talking about, you know, uh, in sports, uh, you say they're a team and, and the team will wear the same outfit, correct? As a symbol, an external symbol of we're all, we're all part of a team, we're all united. Um, but that's just an external uh, picture, isn't it, of a, of a team. But anyone that's played in teams knows that a team is more than just everyone wearing the same outfit. You can have everyone wearing the same outfit, but if everyone on the team is playing for their individual uh, advancement or their individual desires or they're playing selfishly, they might have the same outfit on, but they're not a team. A team is something that comes from the inside out, and you may have heard that adage that a champion team will always beat a team of champions. Has anyone ever heard that statement? What that's saying is when, when a group of people are united, when they're focused, when they're using each of their individual attributes and skills and abilities to come together for one purpose and they're all doing it selflessly for the one goal, then those people are going to be able to achieve at a far higher level than a team of individuals who may be individually skillful, they may be individually uh, the best, but if they're all playing for themselves and they're all doing their own thing, they may have on the same outfit, but the group that is working together will always beat that team because there's a power in unity and in agreement that supersedes the ability of individuals adding their individual talent together. What's the word that we use for that where the where the outcome, a greater outcome comes from the sum of the individuals that are joined together. What's the word we use for that? Synergy. There is a synergistic power. And the Bible talks about it and it says there is power that is released. There's supernatural power that is released when people come into agreement. Um, and that doesn't mean 
I'm not talking about uniformity. Okay, we've all got to do the same. We've all got to be the same. There's a difference between being uniform or being in a uniform and uniformity. So God's not saying, I want everyone to be the same. I want everyone to do the same. It's Again, if you're looking at a sporting example, everyone's on the team, but there's different positions on the team, right? So people play different positions. They've got different skills, different abilities. That doesn't mean everyone's playing the same position and doing the same thing. No, they're individuals working together, but they're still bringing their own creativity, their own abilities, their own skills to add to the greater dimension of the team. So the Bible's not saying that you've just got to do and be in, in uniformity and everyone think the same and everyone do the same. No, it's saying that when you're in agreement, you're aligning around the, your purpose and what you're trying to achieve and what you're wanting to see God do, then something supernatural is released. It's the same in a marriage. Something supernatural is released when you focus on what you can agree upon, as I said last week, and not focus on the things you disagree on because disagreement diffuses the power, the supernatural power of God that comes through agreement, through synergy, and through um, unity. Blessing comes on our lives, on our marriage, our church, our home, our community, our team, our business. Whether you're in a business team or if you're in a business, getting the individuals to come together and work together selflessly to see the advancement of the team or the, or the betterment of everyone in that is far great. If you've ever worked in a team like that, might have been a special team or you're working in a team where everyone's acting like that, it's, it's magic, isn't it? Or if you're in a sporting team where everyone's playing like that and they don't care about who scores the goal or who gets the credit, they're just adding to the team, there's, there's just something magical about it. It's just, it just flows like New South Wales state of origin. <laughs> Not quite. Um, and the Bible talks about this over and over again, that, that we are better together. You are better together. And when you find places of agreement, you release something supernatural from heaven. Uh, Acts chapter 2, verse 1, talking about the day of Pentecost. It says this, When the day of Pentecost had fully come, they were all in one accord, or they were in one place of agreement. And they were in one place. So they were in one place, but they were not. Uh, the significance is not the fact that they were just gathered together in one place. It was the significance of the fact that they were all believing, wanting, desiring, and working towards the one outcome praying that God would come, and suddenly there was a sound from heaven as the sound of a rushing wind. As you know, there was the day of Pentecost when the Holy Spirit fell and lots of the church was birthed and lots of other things happened. But the Bible specifically points out that at that point, everyone there was in one accord. Um, in Deuteronomy 32.29, the Bible says this, one, one, uno, solo, one, at its very best, can put a thousand to flight, but two, the Bible says, puts ten thousand to flight. Now you would think if one puts a thousand to flight, two would put two thousand to flight, but no, the Bible says this there is a supernatural power that occurs when two unite. That's the power of marriage. When you make an act before God and before people and go, we are uniting our lives. For the rest of our lives, something supernatural happens at that point. Far more than just two people saying, oh, we'll see how this goes and let's just 
do, do this, we'll just live together, and if, while we're together, we're together, but then if our lives go separately, we'll go separately. No, the power comes when you make commitments together and to unite together and go, we are one from this point on. Something supernatural happens. Um, so the power of agreement brings exponential increase. It's the same financially, and you know, I don't want to tell you how to run your finances, but again, as a married couple, some married couples, they go, well, I'll keep my finances over here, and you keep your finances over there, you manage your own finances, you manage your own finances, which is okay. As it says there, one can, one can put a thousand to flight, but any accountant will tell you that when you, if you combine your incomes, the, the things that you can do increases exponentially. Exponentially, you are able to. Then you might earn enough money, and you don't need to worry about that. But if you're wanting to maximize, even at a financial point, maximize what you can do financially, and then by combining them, you are able to do so much more. But I mean, there's all these other things that come into it, then, like trust, like fear anxiety and it's all these other emotions so we go yeah yeah this all makes sense practically I can see how that works I just can't do it so it's got nothing to do with the 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 actual ability it comes all back to to us our fear our concern we've been hurt in the past our trust issues trust mistrust all these kind of things come into play which begin to undermine God's blessing for our life, God's desire for our lives. There's principles in the Word that show us how we can live a blessed life. And oftentimes we don't do it because there's something missing in us or, or we've been hurt through our experiences that doesn't allow us to fully buy into what God writes down in His Word. I want to encourage you today to think about these things and think if, if, if something touches a nerve or something in your life, go, oh, I don't know about that or... or then I would encourage you, don't just take my word for it, go away and look at the scriptures for yourself and go, what's God saying here? And what's he saying to me? How can I improve my lot or our marriage or our relationship or our future or the, our family or our business or my team at work? Uh, bringing you know, godly principles. I know uh, Rosh, who's I think in kids' church at the moment, um, working in kids' church, is always telling me how his team... And he works for Westpac and oversees a team of people. He's always bringing, and they're not all Christians, but he's always telling them, I'm, I'm doing this because this is what the Bible says. This is, and whether you believe it or not, this is going to bring the best outcome. Because uh, this stuff is, it just makes sense. Not all of it makes sense, but a lot of it makes sense to, a, to our natural minds. We don't do it because of our own brokenness, our own, the fractured nature of our own lives and our experiences and the world that we live in. But when we apply these things, they work. Um, again, in the Tower of Babel, a story in Genesis chapter 11, you may have heard of this story, but it says this in Genesis 11:5. but the Lord came down to see the city and the tower the people were building. And the Lord said, if as one people speaking the same language, they've begun to do this, then nothing they plan to do will be impossible for them. Isn't that amazing? That God said, if, as one, if people united as one, speaking the same language, all on the same board, all believing the same thing, all desiring the same outcome, nothing will be impossible for them. Um, so if I was the devil, 
which I'm not, obviously. <laughs> um, if you think about it practically, so if the devil, so so if there's incredible power released in people's lives through people uniting, and that that together people are going to achieve much more, live far better lives, and going off and doing their own thing and want to live their own individual desires. So if I was the devil, and I knew that supernatural power is released when people came in agreement and I wanted to stop that happening, what would I do? I'd just get people to disagree. If I can get them to disagree, I cut off God's supernatural blessing in their lives. So he doesn't need to do all these other things. He can just go straight to the power cord. If I want my boys to, uh, if, well, Nick does this more than me, but if I want, to get, want them to get off the internet, I don't need to go around them and say, hey, turn your phone off. Hey, turn your, I just need to pull the internet off and then they use our data. No, 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 no. If you pull the internet cable out, all of a sudden there's no internet. What does the devil need to do to stop God's blessing in your lives, whether it be your business, your home life, relationships? All these, what has he got to do? All he's got to do is get you to get in disagreement. If he gets you in disagree, oh, I don't agree on this, I don't agree on that. People at work, or, oh no, I don't agree with this, I don't agree with that. All of a sudden, there is no blessing. There is no none of God's promises coming to pass because they are all dependent upon agreement. People getting into agreement. So why then do we not get in agreement? And the Bible tells us that as well. What is the issue? Surely it'd be simple to agree. But the Bible says, no, there's something even deeper than that. Oh, <laughs> no, there is. <laughs> so, so the Bible clearly, our, we are simple people. Well, some of us are more simple than others, speaking for myself. But the people have not changed. I was talking to someone last week, a guy in our church, and he's been doing one of the courses and, and reading some of the scriptures and stuff. Uh, out of Proverbs, and he's going, yeah. So we're reading the Proverbs. Proverbs were written like three, between three and four thousand years ago, and he's going, this stuff that Proverbs are talking about, that's the same. That's the same stuff that we're dealing with now. People do not change. We may be living in more technological and advanced uh, um, houses and cars and whatever, but the human heart has never changed. It's exactly the same as it was right back in the Garden of Eden when Adam and Eve had issues with God and walked away. And everything that's come out of that, we've all got issues. Some have got more issues than others. But, um, so, so if we say, oh, it's not me, it's them, then immediately you've got issues. The Bible says this, why do we not get in agreement? The Bible says where there's strife, this is Proverbs 13.10, where there's strife, which is disagreement, discord, bickering, where there's strife, there is always pride. So what's at the base of it? It's our pride. Yes? <laughs> we, we, we find this hard to admit, but the reason we, don't, well, the reason we have arguments, the reason we have disagreements, the reason we won't get on the same page is because of pride. Our own pride, oh, I don't want to agree with that, or I don't, I don't want to take his word for it, or, or I don't want to come to that person, or I don't want to agree with this person, or uh, all these other issues that are going on. But the bottom line of them is that 
as the scriptures say here, wherever there's disagreement, wherever there's discord, at some place there is pride involved. And so we've got to ask ourselves if we're always arguing with people, if we're always getting into discord, if we find that we can't agree, then maybe there's something going on in our own heart that we need to deal with. Or if it's in our team, or if it's in our home, or if it's in these places, in a sport, if you bring it back to sport, the reason oftentimes that teams, uh, professional teams, end up not performing at their greatest level, and you'll hear different commentators or, or sometimes journalists will say this, that there, there's some kind of issue in the team. Maybe it's pay. Some players just got a new contract and he's gone to a whole new level and the others are not happy about that. Their pride in the fact that this person's getting this money and I'm getting this money affects their desire and their willingness to buy in at 100% and create that synergistic effect that the Bible talks about that allows groups to, to achieve at a higher level, a supernatural level. So wherever there's strife, wherever there's discord, pride is at work. <clears throat> and it says this, but wisdom is found in those who take advice. You say, well, what's the connection there? That, does, that seems unusual. What's pride and being able to take advice? It takes humility to be willing to listen to another person's point of view. To be able to take advice, to go, no, I'm not always right. You're not always right. <laughs> I, just, I just looked at my wife there and I'm thinking, I bet you she's thinking, yeah, that's right. You're not always right. <laughs> I'm preaching my, hey, I'm not out here going, hey, I've got all this together. I'm as messed up as you are. <laughs> I've just got the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so we've all got to go back to the scriptures we're all got to look at our own issues and we've all got to work them out so that we can see and receive the blessing that God talks about oftentimes we're going why does this stuff not work it's not working because we're not prepared to do what it takes to get ourselves in a place to receive the blessing that God promises he's saying if you won't get an agreement you won't see the blessing. You, you'll, you'll be able to do bits and pieces and whatever, but the, but the supernatural, synergistic, powerful overflow that comes from agreement, you will not see it in your life because it comes when people agree. When a church agrees and says, this is what we're about, this is what we want to do, and we're all working together for that. We're supporting, encouraging, building up one another. It's not about this person getting recognize or that person not getting around all that and we go you know what we don't care about that we want to see God glorified we want to see lives changed when people get in that place powerful things happen that's what God wants for us as a church and every church where but you know pride gets in the way our pride and if we will let that go we'll humble ourselves and go God we want you to be glorified amazing things happen Thank you. So in a marriage, agreement is vital to marriage. It's vital to partnerships, a family, a team. We must find places of agreement. Now, there's always going to be things you disagree about. Anyone that's been married for any period of time, or if you've been in a team environment or a workplace, you're not going to agree on everything. It doesn't mean you've got to have uniformity of thinking. What it does mean is 
you've got certain, certain things that you want to do or achieve or do, you've got to come together and go, yes, we're on the same page with this. We're in agreement on this. And God begins to work. God begins to pour out His Spirit. Now you've got to work on all those other things, of course, but find the places of agreement. The reason relationships break down is because they focus on the things of disagreement. Oh, we never agree on this and we don't agree on that and you should be doing this and you should be doing that. And, and you've got to have those discussions, obviously, at times. But, if that's, but what happens is when the, most of your time is focused on that as opposed to this is what we agree on, this is what, what we uh, are on the same page with and this is the things that we want to do. And, and when you focus on that, then blessing comes, agreement comes. Um, Acts chapter 2, verse 46, talking about the first church, uh, the, the uh, start of the church period and why God moved so powerfully and why there was so much blessing and so many lives changed. At that point, the Bible points this out. They, they followed a daily discipline of worship in the temple. So they, they came to church every week. Uh, followed by meals at homes. You know, they got into connect groups. They, they gathered together. They built relationships. Every meal was a celebration. They celebrated stuff. Not didn't just talk about, oh, you didn't do this and do that, and focusing on the net. But they celebrated stuff. They celebrated people. The reason that we want to bring people up and give them a certificate, we want to celebrate people. They've done a course. They've done essentials. Let's celebrate that. Let's, uh, the reason we talk about Sam or these videos, because we want to celebrate the stuff that God's doing in and through us and being cheerleaders for one another and building one another up and going, that's fantastic you've done that. And that's awesome you're doing this. Without feeling somehow less of an of a individual, less of a part, um, but being able to go, you know what, it doesn't matter. Let's build other people up. Let's celebrate their wins. That's what the Scriptures talk about. Um, so blessing comes when these things happen. Um, praying together, uniting in prayer uh, is important. And uh, there's a Scripture in, uh, it's, oh, where did I put it? I've cut it out of my notes. Anyway, it's, I can't remember which one it is. It's in, um, it's in Psalm somewhere, but it says, uh, how blessed it is when men gather together in unity. Who knows what that, where that scripture is? Anyone? Somebody look it up and yell it out to me on your phone. Um, how, how, how blessed it is when men gather together in unity. It's like, it's like oil flowing down on Aaron's beard. It talks about, Men getting in agreement. The beauty of this men's conference, I want to just put this out there again, is that unfortunately men, uh, more than women, women are a lot more collaborative and a lot more um, uh, social in a lot of ways, but, but men particularly are oftentimes aggressively independent and aggressively um, argumentative. <laughs> What's that? Psalm 133, Psalm 133. So, um, it, and what's it actually say? How blessed, oh, he's closed it down now. <laughs> what does it say? How good and pleasant it is when the brethren gather together in unity. Isn't it wonderful in the family on those rare occasions when everyone's in agreement? <laughs> I mean, it's just wonderful. You know, that, that one day of the year? <laughs> it's just, 
and I, obviously I'm jesting there, but, but whether it, like, a, and I use a sporting illustration oftentimes because most of us have, in school or whatever know, know that, but when everyone's on the same page and everyone's working together, there's just, it's just an awesome, awesome feeling. Stuff comes easy. Things just happen. You know, they talk about these teams when they're playing at that level, they just say they just seem to have all the luck. The ball always bounces their way. Why does that happen? Because there's, there's something supernatural happening at that point. Is being released when everyone's at that, that point together as a family. That's the, they're the places we want to get to where, where blessing is flowing and, and, uh, and, and God's moving. And, and, there's just a, and it creates an environment in the home as well, doesn't it? You know when there's tension in the home. You can walk in and go, hmm, what's going on here? <laughs> you can feel it in the air. You know, you've heard that statement, you can cut the air like a knife. What does that mean? It means there's, there's atmospheres that are created. There's an atmosphere created when people get in unity. It's a beautiful, uh, open, exciting, encouraging atmosphere that is created. And that's what, that's what you want to create. If you've got a business and you've got a team of people, that's what you want to create. So when people come, they go, wow, I love coming to work. Why? I don't know. It's just, I love it. I love it in this place. Creating, you know, they talk about culture. They talk about all these things that, that these are supernatural things that occur because God's Word said, if you do these things, I will pour out blessing and I will create atmosphere and I'll do stuff that will take it to a whole nother level than if it's just you working on your own to make those things happen. So, Ecclesiastes um, 4.12, I'll finish with this. The Bible is replete with examples and, and, and uh, ways of showing us why this is important. And again, Ecclesiastes 4.12, it says this, Though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. A cord of three strands is not quickly broken. Again, it's talking about the power of agreement. When you get a three-stranded cord or a piece of rope that has three strands, it's far harder to tear it because they're all intertwined with each other. That's the, that's the example that it's using than just one strand or one person on their own. But when two are in agreement or three are in agreement or three are working together, you know, when one's down, you lift the other up. That, again, it's the power of, of relationship, the power of marriage where, you know, sometimes you've had a bad day and, and you come down uh, or you come in and you go, oh, and the other person's like, oh, it's going to be all right, or words of encouragement. And, and not that, I mean, the... That's the, the family environment. It's the same in church where, you know, there's going to be times where people have got an advancement or the business is going well or they've got a promotion or something great's happening and, and they come in and you want to celebrate that and go, that is awesome, not, that is fantastic. Not like, oh, well, well, nothing's happening for me. It's all right for you, you know, God's on your side, isn't he? Well, he's not doing anything for me, is he? <laughs> Over there lifting up your hands, man. I tell you, if you had my life, you wouldn't be lifting up your hands. <laughs> <laughs> we, get, uh, we, we don't say that out loud. We go, oh, praise the Lord, praise the Lord. But inside we're going, oh, God sucks. <laughs> so we go through these emotions and these feelings, but to come into an environment and, and people are going, it's going to be okay, it's going to work. So, and then, then, you know, your spirit gets lifted, you get encouraged, and then, and then you encourage other people. You never know. I think I said this last week. It's important to come in, build people up, speak words of encouragement. You never know what a, kind of a week a person's had. You never know what's going on in their life. But when you can speak, just, hey, everything's working out. Oh, oh life's good. Oh, you're looking well today. Or, or I, I believe that, um, you know, God's doing great things in your life or, or the specific things you can focus on. 
you just never know. There's power in that. There's power when those words come forth. And we're looking to find places of agreement. I encourage you, don't come in here and start going, oh, I don't like this, I don't like that, or, or, or having arguments. There's always things we can argue about. You know, you can, you can, you can, you can talk about Donald, the Donald, or you can talk about this, or, and you know, it's diff- people can have different opinions and different views, but the last thing you want to do is, is, is finding things that you're going to argue about. I'd rather talk about things that I agree with on people than have arguments with people about things we don't ag- disagree, particularly things that aren't that important to me and my world and, or you and your life. Let's find places of agreement. Let's find things that we agree on. Let's agree on those things and watch God move in our world, in our lives, and in our church. Ecclesiastes 4.12, though one may be overpowered, two can defend themselves. Again, when we come together and we agree and we go, you know what, we want to see God's kingdom come. We want to see God's will be done. Not just sing about them, but really believe it and get on board and go, you know what, I'm going to add my bit and this person adds their bit. And, and together, when we're all doing that and we're all on the same page in one accord, God moves. God moves in those places. He moves on those relationships where two find places of agreement. And He moves in churches and in businesses and in teams where they go, we're in this. We're, we're, we're moving our pride and what's important to me. I'm humbling myself and I'm going to lift others up. And powerful things happen. Powerful things happen in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, we thank you.